1: Wherever podcasts are available.
0: This episode of Beyond is brought to you by forhims.com. F-O-R-H-I-M S.com. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. PlayStation.
1: Beyond. 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 Beyond.
2: Beyond. 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 And Beyond. hello,
1: everyone. My name is Jonathan Dormush. I am your host for Beyond, episode 565. We have quite the show for you. We are going to be talking quite a bit about Red Dead Redemption 2. We're going to keep it story spoiler free for you, but we're going to go a lot into our impressions that we've had time with the game, and you have as well. We'll be answering some of your questions. We're also going to go over the PlayStation Classic lineup, our revised top 25 PS4 games list, and a few other things. I am wonderfully joined this week by Max Scoville, returning from Japan. Hey, yeah, I'm back. Good to have you here. Thanks. Brian Altano, returning from Austin, Texas.
0: That's
2: correct. Just as crazy. Howdy, hello.
1: (laughs) Howdy, partner. Thanks. And Barrett Courtney, <laughs> who's going to be switching the show's cameras live from the show Prove itself. It. Prove it. So things are not going to go well for those watching there. the video. Oh, well. Now oh. is messing You're doing that? Me. Oh, oh no. no. I'm
3: not. Oh. Yeehaw, Mima.
1: I never got one of those. Yeehaw, Mima. <laughs> this is going to be quite the yeah. mess. <laughs> Can't wait to see what happens. Uh, yeah. We are going to jump right in, though, to Red Dead Redemption 2. Yes. Uh, all of us have been playing the game quite a bit. Uh a lot. I've played about probably 10 to 15 hours or so myself. I think all of you guys have probably played more than me.
0: I have no idea how much time I've played in that game. I don't know. I honestly don't know because I jumped (laughs) immediately into it with horrible jet lag, Mm. fell asleep several times, got into the open world part, and then completely fell in love with it and got lost. (laughs) And there's no place that I can find where it just has a clock of number of hours played. Yeah. Somewhere between five and probably 16 hours,
3: something. That's a good
1: estimate. Yeah, yeah. I'm mean,
0: probably at around 20, 25, but I've okay. played on two
2: different consoles now, so I right. restarted mm. the game over the weekend. You're crazy,
3: I man. I, I saw you post that on uh, on the Instagrams or Twitters or whatever. I didn't and- really want to tell that story here because it, it,
2: it, it involves me turning my back back.
3: Uh, on yeah you tra- but I, yeah. I still think it's crazy like uh, like you already had put like 12 hours into the game and then you're like I think it might be worth it to jump to another console so yeah I was like you
1: won't it. speak its name here of course yeah <laughs> but,
3: the, the Wii U Yep. Um, no 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 so yeah this'll we'll, we'll, we'll just talk about
1: yeah. this
2: game then I do um, think
1: interestingly though uh, to your uh, why you switched was a visual. Yes. Uh before the show obviously probably more will come out so I don't want to linger on it too much but a lot of players have been talking about how the HDR in the game doesn't really do much
2: it's apparently like fake HDR it's like the a
1: outrage the <laughs> it's SDR standard dynamic range how essentially dare up, they up mm-hmm. so people are like why is there an HDR in here at all people have noticed some blurring issues on PS4 Pro and some other stuff so we'll keep you updated on that on IGN as we find out more so I don't want to go which too obviously it's
2: in this game st- sounds for howdy darn root yes <laughs>
1: (laughs) 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 there aren't any howdies it's just it's just just darn and (laughs) rootin yeah
2: it's actually a little more tootin than rootin so it's a huge
0: problem obviously (laughs) especially after six years in development was hoping I, for more, root more Rootin' than More
2: root. I would. It, yeah.
0: I would love to know the percentage of people who bought this game who do in fact have uh, pro consoles and then displays to support them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what percentage? Because I know that obviously people are going to have a conversation about it. It's not something to be completely swept under the rug. Well, but like I'll, I'll say anecdotally in reverse. I've I've seen a lot of people be like, "This is my excuse to
2: upgrade to a pro, to get a yeah. 4K TV, to get an Xbox One X, all that fun stuff." Because mm-hmm. um, it's I, this is this is just one of those games mm-hmm. where you're like. Okay, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's time. time to move over. This year, Nine. I think,
1: really has shown why if you want to upgrade, you should. To, are, especially with God of War, this. Spider are
2: any Band. of you guys playing on a base PS4? I have not. No. No? No, no. Yeah, I, I actually mean, haven't seen the game there. I've, I've heard from people just on Twitter, because I had a whole conversation over the weekend about just how the game looks, and a lot of people were saying they were playing there, and it still looks stunning. So, mm. I mean, I can't imagine it's a bad-looking game anywhere. Yeah. Right. I noticed my Pro sounded sort of like a
1: helicopter most yeah, of the time. It, mine, too. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I haven't noticed that at all. Actually, in the quietest moments, too. Like, mm. when I'm out galloping around the world, which is what I want to get into, Yeah, yeah it, it sounds fine, but actually when I'm just like in a general store, yeah. my PS4 Pro is dying.
2: I, I will say... Like like you know, just like for us to sort of get into it here, this is a uh, this is probably one of the slowest, most tedious, in a deliberate way, sort oh, of absolutely. methodical, yep. multi million selling video game <laughs> ever made. Like, yeah, probably since like The Sims. Like it's really mm-hmm. odd to play something that's so like it's like. From the creators of Red, you know, Grand Theft Auto, and you're like, yeah, this is gonna get crazy, right? It's like walk slowly over (laughs) the snow uh, under the crescent moon and collect (laughs) thistles to marginally increase your character's stamina. Then what? Do we get to like rob stuff sometimes? But if (laughs) you take out your gun or nudge into a dog, there's there's gonna be trouble. Part.
0: First sip of your coffee. Are you ready for the scenic grandeur of the American West and authentic wardrobe (laughs) attire of the period? Yeah, I mean, this is a. Uh, we've talked about
2: on the show in the past. There's games like Bloodborne, which I think right off the bat weed out a lot of novice players, and they go get out of here. You know, this is too hard for you. This game does a really interesting thing, where I think universally we can all agree that the first few hours of this game are really slow, uh, yes, to the yes. point where, not no spoilers, but the character starts off sort of like trudging through slow. Oh, uh, snow, and you're like, okay, slow, and through no slime. pun intended. <laughs> and you're like, wow, Arthur Morgan moves really slowly in the snow in this game, but clearly, once the snow goes away, he's
3: going to be running full speed. And it's like, Well, no. if you, if you, you have lot. your full stamina all the way up, and that's only if you have your stamina mm-hmm. upgraded all the way up. If you had your it, coffee it, in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but
1: I do. I want to talk about uh, the beginning of this game is probably the best place to start for all of us, because I think a lot of what I heard from people who had played the game before I jumped in mm-hmm. was... The beginning is slow, Mm -hmm. but get through it and then it opens up. And I do want to know how that opening impacted all of you because for me, going in with that expectation, I was aware of that and was like, okay, this is definitely as slow as people have said to me, but I understood that it would change. I Mm -hmm, felt
0: so immediately disappointed and sort of guilty. Yeah. uh, Because I was like, I jumped into it, obviously, like sleep deprived, completely out of it, not really like. I was in Japan for two weeks. My brain was in a very different space. And then jumping in there for this game that I knew very little about and wasn't sure what to expect, I mean, I you know saw it in action. But like, as far as like the story, I wasn't, you know, it's it's a Rockstar does a really good job of controlling the messaging and keeping things really like a lot lot of surprises in there. yeah, And I was immediately like, Oh boy. Yeah. And then there was that, there was that kind of guilt of like, am I the only one who feels this way? Is this on me? Am I, did I play this wrong? And then I talked to other people and apparently a lot of people are having that that feeling.
2: I was in a very similar boat and, um, we we got our our copies a little bit early, and I got it actually like right before I I went to Austin, and I did a thing that they specifically said not to do in the NDA. I put my PS4 in my suitcase, oh, no. and I got on an airplane. <laughs> Probably shouldn't talk about that here. Well, whatever. We'll see what happens. See I love you guys. I hope everything's okay. Don't sue me. Um, and so uh, no, this is the last time we'll ever see Brian alive. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so I ended up playing a ton of it in the mornings and evenings around a shoot I was working on over the weekend, and I felt very similar in that like i was like this is am, am i missing something like what why is why why is it like it's to open a door is 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 sort of a slow thing to get on a horse is a yeah. slow thing to you know like there are moments where he's like i reckon i could go for about a half a can of kumquats right now and you reach <laughs> out and he's like like you hold the the button and it slowly Con- concludes yeah. a wheel yep. and he opens up a door and then you're kind of like man everything takes a long time in this game yep. and then something sort of clicks and you're like well, yeah that's
3: what it was like <laughs> like everything was slow <sighs> there uh- Tom Marks uh, tweeted out like a really good sentiment here, where it's like there's a difference between like um, deliberately pacing something for like a story or for gameplay wise, and just making everything tedious. Mm-hmm. And that's why like I'm 32 hours into the game, I still feel like all of that little stuff is still so freaking tedious. Mm-hmm. Where like yeah, I have to like kind of fast pace walk, but not fully run in the camp. Um, like everything's so spread out in each like area of the camp, uh, so it's like ah, i'm at my bed i should go to the the butcher over there but he's so far away i don't <laughs>
0: understand that mentality
3: yeah, like really. i don't understand just the, that that's a thing throughout
0: games not just this game but like when you're in an area that you're going to spend a lot of time in any kind of hub situation mm-hmm. any kind of thing where you can't sprint yeah yeah like it doesn't does that, take that do that too or just the fact that no you can you can okay you can you can run but in like any game where it's like you They built this place out. Obviously, it's going to be you know an area that you you spend a lot of time in. yeah, and then add in elements that make it take longer to get between these things. And it's mm-hmm. like the hub world I get for the sake of like world building and for kind of adding character. It makes a ton of sense to have it be like a realistic space, yeah. But like for the sake of convenience, just make it a menu. There's yeah. a lot of moments yeah. where you're like, I don't want Red Dead to do that. Yeah, I like this. No, there's a, there's a lot of moments
2: in this game where you're like, oh, this is very deliberately uh, like not like a video game that we're used to playing. Mm-hmm. And there's other times where you're kind of like, but I wish it was a little bit more like a video game.
3: It's well, the thing is, is like I think there are moments I do I kind of like when you go into a general store and you do flip through like the catalog book. Mm-hmm. But then there's other stores where it's just regular ass menus, and it's like. Either double down or like lean into it or not. Like, mm-hmm. Don't try to like sell me in this full immersion thing and then still make it a video game-ass video game. Well, that's
1: you know? that's one of the larger questions I want to ask all of you guys is do we think that Red Dead's aims to be realistic? Does it get too realistic and does that hurt the experience at all? Because at least for me, what I see as sort of the central tension of this game is what it has been pushed as to us tr- to us, which is the message of this is a realistic world that you're going to live in and inhabit. This, this is character. more of a simulation uh, than game. Yeah, but at the same time, it has those gamey systems in it. I mean, the- and uh, the the problems that I've had the most with the game are when those things kind of come to a head. Yes, exactly. and where the, the gamey things are not at a level enough for me personally where I can forgive. Like, th- there's odd things where you're trying to like interact with an object or put an object down, and the hitbox to detect that. Uh, That prompt is so small and so Mm -hmm. finite because it's very realistic in terms of the space that it's dealing with or flipping through a menu. Weirdly enough,
2: I I was going to say this. it, It feels like this game captures a lot of my favorite moments in Hyrule Field and Ocarina of Time. Right. Yeah. It feels like a gigantic version of that. And I think back to that game, and I remember like this vast, you know. Unmined world full of treasures and secrets and stuff like that, but that also you would occasionally walk up to read a signpost and then hit a button and chop it in half by accident. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think there's some of that here, yeah. where you're kind of like, I meant to, I meant to crouch, I meant to cover, I meant to go here, but I sprinted out and I did this, I did that, you know. And I had my
0: my lasso unequip itself and I was trying to capture somebody and I just shot them in the head, <laughs> no. and I don't know what happened there. Uh, I had another funny thing where I had a bounty on me and I had to, I was like, I'm gonna go pay off this bounty. I want to be a good, you know, I want to have a clean 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 record mm. and I ran into the post office too fast and I scared the clerk. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I just sprinted into the door and it was like and it was like the guy was like, Oh and then it was like, You can't pay your bounty. You scared that man. Mm-hmm. I ran it's so
1: like it's so into the sheriff's silly. office to get a bounty. Uh-huh. to pick up one, and I ran in too fast. And he was like, whoa, what the hell are you doing there, <laughs> partner? Hold on. I'm like, I'm here to do good. Hold on.
3: I, I um, <laughs> which I like. I yeah. kind of like all that I stuff. D- yeah. So. Hey, sure what's going on? I want to help you a lot. Yeah. I want help you fight, fight the crime. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, I like the systems there. And like it, they do a really good job of like under the hood of making the world all connect and making things react realistically to you and whatnot. Um, but there is... There's just a lot of f- weird little frustrations yeah. um just with like pacing but I do love expo- like the high roll field moment that you're explaining like I love going from point A to point B a lot of people are like not a lot but people have been voicing their like oh like the fast travel system is kind of like Lame in this. It's like, well, I think they definitely did that on purpose to make you go explore the world. And like, yeah, yeah. I, I love going from like all the way down. Like I'm right now in the story. I'm in like kind of like the southeast, and then having to go up for a story mission in like the northwest, and then taking like 15 minutes and putting on cinematic mode and just like watching. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah,
2: and and to, and, and to until explore. your horse hits to a clarify, I've never
3: had my horse hit anything in cinematic mode, and I'm scared for the. I day. did like After. three times in 20 tonight. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: to clarify, the, fast travel is not unlocked from the start of this game. You get. It by basically dumping money into your camp and uh, you know in, increasing the impact of certain provisions and such but even then when you do have it it's effectively a small map yep. that has just a few locations on it and it's like and, a one way system and it basically watch. works as a one way system and you can go somewhere and then you can ride your horse all the way back and so so much of this game is spent in transit mm-hmm. um, it is just riding over the open plains or going through like weird canyons and and nooks and crannies all over the world yep. and um if you're if you're not into that, you won't like this game. But like I feel like in general, we're sort of being we're getting the negative stuff out of the way, yeah. um, which is good because then we can just kind of gush about how cool a lot of this stuff is. Yeah. But for every single time you're kind of like, I don't want to, I don't want to ride over this thing again. I don't want to go over here. Something magical happens moment to moment Mm -hmm. in in riding like a a sunset happens or like a thunderstorm starts or like you know like you'll see a couple of animals like sort of fighting off in the distance or like you know you'll get sort of, uh, you know, bombarded and attacked by, like, a, 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 a gang. and like, Yeah, yeah. I, I had
1: a couple moments, right? For me, the my favorite parts so far have been those things in, like, the macro space of when I am just going through and, like, I happened upon a convict on the road and he's like, hey, free me from these bonds," and I just hogtied him and brought him back to the sheriff's office mm-hmm. or, like, there's people building a house and a shootout breaks out and I help them to mm. save it. So, like, all these little things that, like, as you're, that are emerging in the world or the things I love it's it's more in the like moment to moment where you have to deal with a lot of little things that's where my problems come up but yeah, yeah like you're yeah. saying that high Hyrule field sort of yeah I think yeah. Is. we
0: do ourselves a major disservice by looking at this as either conventional game or as a simulation because it's really kind of cherry picking from both sides yeah sometimes for better sometimes for worse but they've been pretty like unabashed going into this that this is a living breathing world this is like a microcosm this is effectively Westworld. Yeah, like
3: this is a this is a, a cowboy be universe. Even to more explore. Westworld yeah. when online comes in. Yeah. Exactly. Because
0: mm-hmm. yeah. and I wonder exactly what it's going to be like to interact with other people. Is it going to be sort of like w- seamless yeah. integration? I don't know what that's going to be like.
1: How many of your friends will you accidentally shoot?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but it's it it's strange because it's it doesn't like I feel like the 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 core mechanics the stuff that we're, is really interesting here. Isn't conventional. Mm-hmm. It isn't the things that we you know, we're all talking about like all oh, the traversal and all oh, the shooting. It's all oh, these mechanics. And yeah. it's like all the stuff is in the margins. All the things that make it really interesting mm-hmm. are the things that you can't really quantify because they don't they don't really have like terms for them yet. Yeah. Well, I think what's so special
2: about this game is first of all, Arthur Morgan is an impeccably written character. He yep. is like both charming and heartwarming and devious and dastardly at the same time and he's trying to make things work in this in this weird world and in his own sort of you know i i would say like kind of past their prime type of ways like yeah he, he, he definitely feels...
3: like gets a sense and knows that it's yeah pretty much the end and he like there, there's a lot of like little moments and even side missions that really show like he's regr- he has a lot of regrets of how he let life kind of pass him by.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I think this is a this is a a, a country that's changing, a world that's changing. It is an ecosystem that's changing. That you know, we're, they're they're bringing in more more trains and power lines and, you know, they're they're clearing out more fields and it's like we're seeing a passing of of a way of life that has existed for so long that has now become this new thing and people are sort of struggling to adapt and all these characters are interacting in, in, in that and I think within all that becomes these really interesting things that sometimes are frustrating and sometimes aren't but, like, for example, I have... There are towns in that game that when I know I have to go to, I sort of dread because the last time I was there... I did such a horrible thing (laughs) that (laughs) returning to them feels, feels strange. Like Valentine. I, 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 like many people have reported in this game I tweeted about this the other day but like I bumped into a guy on my horse and he fell and I didn't apologize and he got mad and he called the sheriff and the sheriff pulled out his gun and my gut reaction was to pull out my gun and start shooting because I'm like Rockstar Games presents shoot everybody that moves this is what you do in these games Um, no it's not and so I started in this huge shootout I I ended up like on like the roof of a bar like killing nine guys like 30 minutes later like I'm just like I gotta get out of here and I get on my horse and I leave and they're like you can't come back to this town unless you pay two hundred and sixty dollars or like hide forever yeah and so i don't have that kind of money so i just hide forever so every time i go back in that town i'm like quietly creeping along the back roads and i'm just like i gotta go to the general store and buy some cheese but i don't want anyone to see me so and like that's insane yeah that's insane that that's my way of interacting with that game because of my own (laughs) actions that i have a guilt and that's something that, like,
0: this game does better than almost any game
2: I've ever. The sense of
1: space it yeah. Yeah. The game
0: yeah. has a morality system, but it, that feels so much more organic than mm-hmm. the typical, like, you know, Someone like, so, will remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or like yeah. you just—it makes a scary noise and it shows yeah. like a little downvote or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it, yeah. we've seen, we've seen that with plenty of games, like the first Red. Like, yeah. There, there is a
1: morality meter yeah, there, yeah. but yeah. it's very much like I had that similar thing of I like, caused a bounty in Valentine, but I also I have such a sense of Valentine and the area around it, where for me it's like, oh yeah, I need to follow that path to mm-hmm. get over there, and mm-hmm. oh I can skirt yep. the town if I go this way, like they're creating that space. Well, there's space. a lot like, of
2: video games where you walk into a place, you wreck shop, and yeah. then you walk outside and you come back in. Everyone's like, hey, how's it going? Like one of the last games I remember where like there was a direct impact was like and I talk about this game a lot but Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. Not to keep comparing things to Zelda, I know this is a PlayStation show. Don't do that. <laughs> 3D Dot Heroes was great, great game ported to the PS4. <laughs> um, you can steal things from the shop in Link's Awakening and walk back in, and the guy goes like. You stole from my store. And he <laughs> kills you in the store. And they call you Thief the rest of the game, which is one of the first games I played like that. But most games, you just walk in, wreck, wreck a town, walk out, and they're like, hey. And in this game, like, there's a mission you do in that town called Strawberry, which I won't spoil. But things go so horrible yeah. for everyone that they're like, you can't go back there for a while.
3: And you're like, I know. I, I killed a lot. of <laughs> <I> killed in <like laughs> <half the laughs> town. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot in there. And I obviously love the game. I was telling you like over the weekend, yeah. every single night, I like Friday night, my girlfriend falls fell asleep at like midnight. And I was like, okay, like I want to play a couple more like missions or whatnot. And the next thing I know, I look at my clock; it's five in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so like, there is a lot there that really pulls me in and like gets into this. Like, I really love the story. I really love Arthur. I love that gang and like learning more about them. And uh, like John and Dutch uh, Vanderlin is one of the most interesting characters now. Like, I thought it was interesting like having him be like kind of the last bad guy, uh, mm-hmm. sort of in the in Red Dead One. Um, but now like seeing him go through all of this stuff uh in the course of the events of the of the game, he is just a very interesting character. They're all um, I mean,
0: they're all really interesting characters. Yeah. And it's again, it's
3: uh
0: I don't know. The the if this game didn't have writing the way it did, it would be just immensely frustrating. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And, like and would, that's the and that's <clears throat> the other side of it where it's like, I, I love all of these things, but there's still like the gameplay itself, like the moment to moment stuff of like um They they explain to you like oh if you tap X to the like the rhythm of like your horse like it won't lose stamina and I've tried it for twenty hours and I still can't get like the fucking like timing down correctly (laughs) and I was like in like I know how rhythm works and it's bullshit Um, and there's like just like the shooting mechanics of like someone is chasing me on a horse behind me and then like the mission wants me to like shoot them or run away from them and I have to like look back and like the horse doesn't know where it's looking and it's like that's a that was put in Breath of the Wild of like if you're aiming somewhere else the horse was at least not dumb enough to run into a fucking tree or a person or I, a wagon dude, I, stuff, there's stuff <laughs> like that in this game where I'm like y'all I, made this game for eight years
1: how was this not thought? I specifically
0: <laughs> thought about that that initial Breath of the Wild thing where, where like Miyamoto or whoever was just like a horse wouldn't run into a tree. Horses aren't that stupid. And this morning, I went
3: headfirst into a tree, and like my horse and I were both like, "Oh!" <laughs> and uh, well, just like one, one yeah, more thing yeah. is the no. the the tracking system is so dumb and frustrating because the. They teach you the tracking system in the snow in the first chapter. And the way that it works, it's like you go into like the weird like eagle eye mode and then you see the line and you press R1, you go into like normal like viewing. And the line for tracking an animal is white. And the first time they show you this system, it's in snow. So you can't really see the fucking line that you're tracking the thing. It's just, there's a lot of little things in the game that like kind of build up for me where I'm like,
1: calm down, you angry nerd. I know, I know.
3: Again, I love the game. I put 32 hours in the last four days. So, I, I, I'm and it's, a, it's weird like you're a
1: only still in the first <laughs> chapter because you're so bad at games. Are you like,
3: uh, are you sleeping and eating? No, like in <laughs> real in real life. Uh, no.
2: You <laughs> shaved, which is good. Yeah. I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, some some people don't even do that with their character in the game. Yeah. <laughs>
3: you, can
1: like l- you can let that beard grow. Mm-hmm. yeah, oh, yeah.
3: I, all, all through one chapter, I refused to like uh, shave it at all, and he was... I'm, he was I'm growing it out. I want to have the dumbest looking dude. <laughs> I currently have the
0: smallest horse and the smallest hat, and it's... <laughs> uh,
1: speaking of horses, from the Facebook Beyond group, that's my favorite transition, uh, which is facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond, uh, Bova asks, what did you all name your horses for the record i'm riding a mare named king diamond cheddar cheese good
0: mine is named yanni i don't know why again i started the game when i was incredibly jet lagged yanni is currently maxed out and can drift it is also the <laughs> shitty 15 dollar horse mm-hmm. people make fun of me for owning i have a mine's a, like a filthy white horse with red hair he, he just <laughs> looks horrible. Just
3: like, <laughs> just like really terrifying. Horror. Kids Look, like see it on the street and cry. It's so
2: horrible. I was doing a mission where I brought a kid fishing and I, I was like, I should clean my horse while I'm here. And me and the and the boy walked into the river and the river was too deep. And the horse and the boy and I instantly all
0: drowned. <laughs> I keep putting like animals I kill on the back of the horse uh, and then riding through the woods and they'll fall off. And I'm like, where did my pig and my pheasant go? I really like
1: this game. It's like so, Yanni finds it's, me my pig. <laughs> it is so like intentionally
0: obtuse in so many ways, yeah. and it's so weird. And it reminds me of um good God, the director, I forgot the name of this movie. The director of uh the deer hunter. Made the deer oh. hunter, and it was like this. Incredible, like Oscar-winning, just mind-blowing movie. And then everyone's like, "You can make whatever you want next." And he made this like this western that was like, I think critically, like like quizzically panned, and like it was just very like what. It, it, I mean, the fact is like, Rockstar can make whatever the hell they want because they made GTA V. Right. And right. the fact that they just got like carte blanche to do this, and they were like, "We're gonna make this game that looks like an Albert Bierstadt painting." And it sounds like a Coen Brothers movie. And <laughs> it, we invented the sandbox genre where the operative terminology was, you can do blank. And we're going to add to that by having, you can do blank, but everybody will remember whatever blank was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And like the fact that, <clears throat> I don't know, we were so sort of trained in Rockstar Games to go around and screw around and, and do stuff. And it used to be like, oh, you get you get five stars and they send the SWAT team after you and you, you hide behind a dumpster for four minutes. And, and then, then everyone's then like, and it's fine. what were we doing again? And you're like, whatever. <laughs> Let's go let's go listen and to some ass rock. Yeah. On and that- now now it's like you owe money for that. Yeah. Like you're yeah. like and it's not so much it's not really guilt you know like it's sometimes it is but it's also
3: it's like a weight like, being put on you you're like oh, like I, I yeah. feel like I need to run either then, r- run away from it or like well I think the, it the
2: issue is what, when it's, it doesn't feel like it's entirely your fault like I was going to this yeah. one I was yeah. doing going to this house to do a bounty and I come up over the ridge and I hear like <laughs> I was like what was oh, that no. I looked down <laughs> my horse had trampled a dog and so everyone <laughs> in the town was like animal cruelty and I was like no and I started like apologizing to everybody oh, no. and then it, it, it turns into like a shootout and then like all of a sudden I'm on the run forever and and the missions failed
3: and I'm like sorry dog I personally haven't run into like any problems like that have you run into dogs? (laughs) no I was too
0: too enthusiastic playing a mission and I like ran into town really fast and immediately a guy walked in front of me and I crushed him with my horse and I just failed the mission and I was like well (laughs) fuck
1: yeah (laughs) what do Uh, you do there the
3: one thing with uh mission structure that i really like is like there are a lot of like the mission does take into consideration if you're good at stealth or not of like there's one early on where you're like trying to sneak up and uh like if you like like shoot someone earlier than uh dutch says he's like dude what the hell like all right, we're doing this. Let's go. And there's yeah. one last night that I was playing that I was supposed to like sneak through out. Like I was supposed to sneak through this building to get this document, and I got seen like the first step I took in, <laughs> and like I had to shoot like thirty dudes, and then uh, the dude that was like helping me with the with the mission like. Um, um, Blew up Like distracted them And yeah. then like afterwards Like he was like Why why did you blow up that thing? He was like You were supposed to go in quietly You dumbass <laughs> Like I had to like Cover your ass for that yep.
1: That happened to me with uh, In I think it's in Valentine. You can go into one of the stores and essentially rob a back room. Mm. Uh, it's actually a tip on our IGN guides, which uh, a huge shout out to the IGN guides team. for. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is the first game that I think all of the guides team has worked together on yeah. because mm-hmm. it is so exhaustive of guide necessary, and they've knocked it out of the park with all of the cheats and all of the tips and everything. But I followed this one tip, and let me tell you, they forgot to add a step. You go into this back room, You there's a like steel-bolted door back there. You can't open that door. Mm. So once, as soon as you rob that room, the cops basically find out because oh, you're right no. next to the sheriff's office. Right, right, right. And you have to gun like the guys in the back down. And so I was stuck back there <laughs> and basically that was how the bounty happened because I had to kill like three cops to get out of there. And I was like, oh boy, that did not go well. So don't use that back door. Did
2: you get out? I did. Did but you get then get the I had, gun?
1: Then I, had, I got the gun, I got the money, but then I had to pay 90 bucks to get the bounty off me. <sighs> uh, but yeah, I I, the emergent tonight. stuff that happened has been my favorite in it, it. It was some of the stealth stuff too. I love the yeah. idea that you can sort of tell your gang to go ahead or you can take the lead on that sort yeah. of stuff. I, I do.
2: I read a thing on Reddit and I don't know if it's true, but apparently somebody like went into a town and shot a guy in the leg oh, and no. then came back a couple days later and he had a wooden leg. <laughs> oh no. Like if I that would was, be amazing. If that's yeah. what we're dealing with here, like yeah.
1: what? Yeah. And uh, for the record from earlier, uh, Mike... Cimino? Yeah. I'm, oh, um, yeah, Michael Semino. Yeah. Michael Semino went from The Deer Hunter to Heaven's Gate. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, he- Heaven's mm. Gate was...
0: was other, yeah. other perfect example, and I <laughs> yeah. want to talk about this for a second. Um, um, God damn it. I oh, have William, another transition. William right, yeah. Friedkin oh, uh, yeah. directed The Exorcist. Yeah. Huge b- blockbuster box office success. The following movie after that was this movie called Sorcerer, mm. which is about a bunch of oddball characters who have to team up uh, in order to escape like this weird prison in this other country. They have to drive a truck full of dynamite to an objective and uh hideo kojima has been tweeting out like covers of this of this movie and i'm convinced that the hauser brothers love this movie and this was an inspiration for gta 5 hmm. uh because it is like it's how you get a bunch of characters who are very separate to team up with this with this core objective uh and at the same time sorcerer was like horribly received it was like a remake of a, like an old french movie and people were just like what the, what the, you made exorcist then you made sorcerer what does this have to, it's about a truck with dynamite in it like what, do you, what is this thing and it's I think it's it's one of the most video gamey movies that isn't like overtly video gamey, but at the same time, the thing about that is it has like a very clear like the stakes are the kind of the central thing of the movie, like the mm-hmm. fact that it's like here are people who want to get out, they have to drive the dynamite truck to get through. This this game has no stakes. This game is very like it's like hi, oh, the world's changing, and you can be good or bad, and I'm sure things will come out later on. Yes, but yeah, the fact that August I am this work. many hours into this game, and like like in the case of GTA V, like you are very like upfront. You understand what everyone's dealing with. Like, there's always been that sort of kind of you are you are literally being chased by the cops. Like, there's mm-hmm. this kind of clear like, oh, you've got to get out of debt, or oh, you've got to like make a name for yourself in in Liberty City. Like, there's always. I mean, even in the case of of Red Dead Redemption, the the first That's one, yeah. Like in this one, it's weirdly laid back and the fact that the mission structure is so kind of like laissez-faire where you're like yeah you can go hunt the the pheasant or you know go fishing with the boy or maybe cause cause some mayhem and go on on shootouts like this isn't a game to be mainline. This isn't yeah. a game to be speedrun. It's yeah. a world that you're supposed to just kind of be turned loose mm-hmm. into. Yeah, I
1: was in. I was in between missions, and I just lived a few days, like going to play poker for a bit and going to hunt. And it was like three or four days pass, and it's like, oh, all those missions are still available for me. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious about that pace, uh, as you mentioned GTA Five a bit. Chris Woodside from the Facebook group also asked if you were going to recommend one of Rockstar's franchises to someone who is new to Rockstar games, would you recommend GTA Five or Red Dead Two?
0: GTA Five. Yeah, I think GTA Five is a borderline perfect video game um it's massive and huge and I, I really adore it it's like i think story-wise i think the balance of like of of like story depth and mechanics all come together pretty perfectly and then if you want multiplayer there's a freaking mmo about living in la yeah
2: so. i'll I'll add that gta 5 is obviously immediately more instantly accessible i would mm. say to the average casual player um and the reason i say that is because it's one of the best-selling video games of all time, and not everyone who plays video games is like an expert, you know, third-person, first-person shooter, like complex controls type of person. Yeah, um, GTA Five is the kind of game where that like you can walk in and just steal a car and start going on mayhem runs, and it's fine. You know, like you you get five stars, you go to jail, you come out, and you're good to go. This Red Dead is obviously like we've been talking about it. It's a lot more deliberate. It's a lot more slow. It's a lot more tedious. Um, I think there's a lot more Beauty to it uh, to behold for people who are willing to be patient with it and really like let it cook and and sit in for a little bit. Yeah. But in terms of like you want to play
0: a video game immediately from Rockstar Games, yeah, GTA Five, yeah, hands down. But uh, I think
2: that this one I, will have more reward if w- you really. M-
0: what think I th- it. think is really funny is is the, the titles like Grand Theft Auto, pretty self-explanatory. It's a game where you steal cars. Like that is the operative. Like that is the namesake. That's always been the case. In this case, like this is effectively the third Red Dead game, and yeah. it's. Redemption too. It's redemption. Yeah, like, this is not a game about like this is not like Red Dead Revenge. This is like you're you're kind of seeking redemption. This is yeah. about like mm-hmm. a sort of
3: uh, ethical
0: thing, really. Mm-hmm.
3: I, I'm gonna be a contrarian and say Bully. You should play Bully. That should be your first in 2018. So. Yeah.
1: it's on on iphone those have been our thoughts on red dead redemption 2 uh obviously we're going to be probably talking about this game for quite a while over the coming months especially with red dead online as well on the way uh so look forward to that let us know especially if you haven't joined the facebook group that again is facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond let us know how you're enjoying the game what you like what you don't like and we'll definitely be talking about this game a lot more in the weeks to come moving on though uh we're going to take a quick break break We're gonna take a quick bake. Bake break? Yeah, we're gonna. Bang. We're gonna make a cake because I've been watching Great British Bake Off and then we'll be right back.
0: We interrupt this program to bring you a brief message from HIMS, a new wellness brand for men. Here's a not so fun fact 66% of men lose their hair by age 35, and by the time you start to notice hair loss, it's usually too late. It's generally easier to keep the hair that you have than to replace the hair that you've lost, so why not do something about it? ForHIMS.com is a one stop shop for hair loss, skincare, sexual wellness, and other stuff like that that. might be embarrassing to deal with in person. Luckily, with Hims, there's no waiting rooms, no awkward in-person doctor's visits, and you can save plenty of time by just going to a website. Hims connects you with real doctors and gives you medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss and other possibly embarrassing problems. And this isn't snake oil, pills, or gas station counter supplements either. These are well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. If this sounds like it would help you out, order now. Our listeners get a trial month of hymns for just five bucks today, right now, while supplies last. See the website for full details. But this would cost hundreds of dollars if you went to the doctor or to a pharmacy. So just go to slash beyond That's f-o-r-h-i-m-s.com/beyond. Once again, that's forhymnscom slash beyond. Thanks for listening, and now back to the show.
1: And we're back. We have a lot still to talk about, even with Red Dead 2 out of the way. We are talking about the PlayStation Classic lineup. We finally know the full 20 games on that list. I'm going to pull up a few of them. We knew a handful at first, which included Final Fantasy VII and a few other games. Now we know that the original Grand Theft Auto, speaking of Rockstar, is going to be on there. Metal Gear Solid is on there. The original Rayman. The original Resident Evil, the director's cut version. The first Persona, which is Revelations Persona will be on there. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, the first Rainbow Six, the first Twisted Metal, Wild Arms, and a few other games. Uh, so we know how we now have the final list. We know essentially the features of this system. And I want to ask to all of you, first off right off that, do you think this list and what you're getting with the PS Classic justifies a $100 price tag?
2: Well... I mean that's a tough question to answer because so many of these games are hard to get. They're hard to play on modern systems. I think to have this compartmentalized home for all of these things uh, is great. I think the bigger issue is what's not here, mm. um, and I, I think that like you know we we literally publish lists for a living at IGN. That is our whole business. <laughs>
1: we'll get to one of those yeah, in a bit. <laughs> exactly.
2: We we put together, we take a, a group of people here and we aggregate a list of things and we put it out there and the top comments are always like, you missed this, you missed this. And for every one of those conversations, we're all debating with each other about it. There's no perfect way to say this There's is no the... no formulation. Exactly. Right. Yeah. There's no definitive list of the 20 PlayStation games that you could put on this thing to please everybody. That said, I feel like there are some very big gaps here and I feel like they exist specifically because of modern remasters. Yeah. I think that What you thinking? Like what games? Crash Bandicoot,
0: yes. and Spyro.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, Spyro. I, and and I wrote a bit about this uh, on the site. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot. Do
3: you put out. It into consideration in the uh like was Activision specifically not playing ball, maybe, with this? Like, is that less on Sony and more on... Those are Activision-owned properties now, so that's their call if they want to have those on that system or mm-hmm. not.
1: Well, so the, I did write a follow-up piece kind of about this exact thing of remakes and remaster culture doomed this list from the start because yeah. Yeah. there. I think there are still a lot of great picks on here and a lot of games that now get the spotlight who wouldn't have otherwise. At the same time, one, they could have just made the list longer and add more games, but also... Why would one company say, "Oh, we can you can have the game you remember on that thing bundled with a bunch of others, or you can buy our sixty dollar newer version of it"? Right. And if, at, if, at yeah, the end of the day, it watch. feels weird. It feels
2: weird because it's like if you had like, what's your favorite band? Dashboard Confessional. I'm okay. sorry. No, it's fine. So, like, <laughs> if at Christmas, it's like the Beatles, they usually right? do, they're like, oh, here's the greatest hits album of Dashboard Confessional. But like, three of their greatest It'd hits weren't like, there songs. because they were Shut like, up. they were on some remastered album that came out two years ago. Yeah. You'd be like, well, I'm glad they're there because I can hear them there. But in terms of like this encapsulated, definitive collection of things, sure. it's missing it. And so, as a modern gamer, yes, you have access to playing Spyro, to playing Wipeout, to playing Tomb Raider and Crash Bandicoot. Through many other means, they've been ported to various collections. But in terms of having them all in one place, which I think the NES Classic and the SNES Classic did a pretty good job of doing, yeah. um, that's debatable, obviously. There's no way of making that perfect. <laughs> um, I feel like they're missing some stuff here, and that kind of bums me out.
0: I think that there's a, a, a big difference there, Nintendo has always been better at sort of ownership of things. Like, they always, they've always... Uh, you look at sort of the, tr- the track record of, of the jump between the... Super NES generation and, and the PlayStation generation, and like a lot of a lot of companies like like Square Enix and uh, and I guess Konami were kind of they were like oh let's let's go over here and I don't know if that came down to some kind of weird fine print in the licensing where maybe it was like a I mean you, you there are there are games that uh, exist on you know on Super Nintendo that never that never wound up anywhere else like mm. I guess you did get like the was it the Final Fantasy Chronicles which was like Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was it wound up on on PlayStation but i like i don't know enough about the business side sure. from you know 20 years ago um about what was and wasn't okay but the fact that like sony's first mascot is owned by activision should tell you a little bit like yeah, their yeah. mario is now no longer Something else, yeah, which is which is nuts,
1: yeah. And I, I think things it, that is the weird part about this is I think things that hurt the classic at the end of the day are business deals. We have no idea of fully knowing the scope of. Like for me personally, I wanted uh, Tony Hawk on there, yes. But you, who knows how music licensing right, rights work? Twenty and years who knows ago what, right. what the license
3: to for now. Tony Hawk games are right, right now. now. Know, yeah, so
1: there are all these weird. I don't want to say missteps inherently because I think they, they were working against the grain obviously with what they had to deal with. Uh, though, speaking of that with saying there are blind spots from the Facebook group, uh, Laura Maxine cross asked, asked, excuse me, will they make a second PS one classic with 20 new games that didn't make the list? I don't think they will make a PS two classic anytime soon.
3: I think a PS two classic is more likely than a, a second, second PS1 PS What if they classic. do the little baby one, little PS a, one. A, a PS1 one? A PS1 classic. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> well, uh, we did ask them when they announced the PS classic and they said there will not be any uh, sort of post-launch game support in this right. system. So it is locked down to it like the SNES. If they
0: had PS1. a way of putting in a memory card, like if they put games on like a memory card that looked like a classic memory card, you plug yeah. it in there, I would be super into that. If they were like, oh, here's an expansion pack for the PS1 classic, but I don't, I think they were just kind of chasing, you know, yeah, what Nintendo was doing, and, and
2: I think it was smart. And we've mentioned this on the show before. It was smart slash nefarious for them to be like pre-orders are available now, and we we're like, what are all the cool. games? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They're exactly. like It might sell out quick, so just buy it while you can. And so a bunch of people jumped on it, and now the list is here. Uh, which, by the way, I don't think we have the Japanese list in front of us, but it it's got some different stuff different. on it. Yeah, I believe um, slightly better too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I think Nintendo did a good job of. I was talking about this with Max before the show um, with the with their classic collections. Was they didn't really. Define these consoles to having one game from each franchise. The NES Classic has Mario One, Two, and Three. Yep. The uh, you know the SNES Classic has Mario World and Yoshi's Island and Mario RPG. This only has Resident Evil. One, right. right. When Resident Evil Two is like, a that's an awesome better, game. Yeah, it's yeah. a much better game. Yeah. The the director's cut of the original Resident Evil is not even the best port of that game. Like, right. there's a lot of weird music issues with that game. Um, or that we there's there's a Final Fantasy game on here, but it's seven and there isn't eight. Like, there's there's eight, a lot nine of nine
1: in here yet, Yeah, exactly. meanwhile you can get you can
0: get seven. It's coming to Switch. You can get an iPhone. And it's got like it's got like weird optimization stuff where you can skip through random encounters. You well, can like burn through yeah. it. Yeah. I, well, well,
2: I think for that yeah. they. They want to maintain the posterity of what these things look right, like yeah. originally. Uh, uh, but, but it's I, weird to see that, like, Final Fantasy VII is ported to everything in the world, but Crash Bandicoot can't come to the system. So, like, yeah. it all depends but, uh, on the third but again, party. But, it's all right?
3: different companies, right? Of like, course. Square, like, Square Enix, more likely to want to play ball with something cool like this.
2: Yeah, or... and, like, what Max said about, like, the Crash Bandicoot being their mascot of the time... And now not being on the system, yeah. then this is a this is a system that doesn't have mascots yet because this is before Kratos, Alloy, uh, Nathan Drake, Sackboy, Sp- None of these Spider Man,
1: Spider Man, classic <laughs> Sony character. Yeah, uh, it, no, it is that very strange thing to me too. You're mentioning only having one game per list. Let's pretend that the remake and remaster issue <clears throat> excuse me wasn't a problem. Then if they only limited this thing to twenty games, Spyro and Crash would have and probably should have taken up six spots then. Like that's all three one of three games e- from each
3: uh, from each uh, you
1: could leave off Well, that's yeah, I
2: feel like Crash Spyro Crash Team Racing is, is one of those games that like C T
1: R should have yeah, been on. Yeah, C T R should have yeah. been on here. Yeah. Wipeout should have been on here. It's yeah.
0: like it's also it's funny that we get RE one, uh and then Cool Borders two. You know, yeah, like yeah. Frequently, the second game is the better <laughs> well, game in uh-huh. video games. But RE2 it's...
1: has that remake coming out. And so exactly. Yeah, they want. They want to sell that. Doesn't want.
0: They, they're Only like, they're like, movie. we've got people's yeah. nostalgia, like right here, like we're not gonna, you know, give you that.
1: Yeah. Um, Whereas, like, Nintendo is not making a crazy Super Mario World remake and doesn't want to put God, Mario I World in the that in it. Would but, be Yeah, so that, w- that would. My be big
0: hang-up on this is that it's not a, it's not DualShock, it's not DualShock compatible yeah. in any sense. that was a
1: on huge
3: there. misstep from the, uh, just from the announcement.
1: There. We
0: also don't know anything about the UI, really. Like, is it gonna have the cool sort of easy suspend state that the? It, so it will
1: have a if you there is a button on the system that will be a like save and suspend thing. Okay, cool. But but we don't know. What it looks like in terms of the frames and the, right. The mid- I do mid- hope mid- it look
3: like I think the the UI for the NES Classic and the <laughs> SNES Classic look really bad and like really uh, th- yeah. this is like a personal aesthetic kind of thing. Um, but I, I hope that Sony improves on that and makes it look a little more sleeker. Like maybe use like kind of the nostalgia like '90s vibe to it, but make it not look yeah. You know, like-, like
2: we don't. This is going off script a little bit, but we don't know if this is going to be hackable.
3: Like there's a lot of yeah. True. Uh,
2: uh, my like my like hundred mile down look on this thing is that like, yeah, it's missing this. It's missing this. It's missing this. And then you go, but there's Metal a I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but and then you name a classic game and you're like, OK, I'll
1: yeah. play the original Rayman again. Yeah. Like it. I don't think for me, it personally justifies the hundred dollars, but I am still intrigued enough to want to get it. yeah, um, yeah. I do I'll, think uh, I'm curious what you all think. Now that we know this is the way the system is coming, these are the games that are coming with. What do you think they could do better if they do a PS2 classic? If they do more iterations of this, because mm-hmm. I think both Nintendo and now Sony have made some missteps with these. In a, they're making them to be cheap in a way. Like yeah. they, I don't understand the limitation of the number of games. Like sure, you don't want to put two hundred on here, yes, but why cap it at twenty? Well, we it, said that's a.
2: Big yeah, we said years ago, like on Nintendo Voice Chat, when we first started talking about these classic systems, which obviously Sony is directly lifting from Nintendo here, who directly lifted from, you know, Sega and everybody else who is making these like set top box things that they sell at malls and end caps yeah. at, at Walgreens, is that these are not necessarily for the most hardcore gamers. These are for, these are for people who like, who go okay, you know what, um, I'm, I'm in a store, I'm buying Christmas gifts. Oh, my God, there's a small PlayStation here, and it's got all these games on it. Oh, I love this. I have nostalgia for this. I don't yeah. remember this one, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Um, and what's cool about them is that like when you're not playing them, they're aesthetically pleasing they're gorgeous to look at they're fun little toys that you stick underneath your television
3: but is it really for those types of people who are just like shopping around because like the nes classic and the SNES classic to a lesser extent were almost impossible to find well, yeah. so that's i think
2: that's that's entirely nintendo being like oh uh, manufacturing shortages there was a there was a fire at the Yeah dox. it doesn't
3: surprise me that the creators the of Amiibo were killed. like were well, like I mean, I, oh yeah.
1: whoops. i do think they sold them, them all
0: they didn't, have yeah. any, they didn't have any spare stock kicking around making, it, making them look bad. Then,
1: the, there know. are interesting choices. I mean, for me, I think one of the ones that really stood out is Rainbow Six being on there. Yeah. Uh, because I don't like, I can't speak to many people here, but I don't know people who are like, the original Rainbow Six is really that nope. franchise is best. But at yeah, the same I didn't
3: time. I know that the franchise existed before the three. But the thing is,
1: like, Siege is a like huge a, game right now. That was like yeah. a DC so,
0: game
3: back then. Yeah. Yeah. There's also,
0: I, I don't. I don't know Persona that well. I'm pretty sure that the first Persona it's quite different. people yeah, aren't wild
3: about, about that about one. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. people were like, "Is it like the, even Andrew Goldfarb is like, eh, whatever.'" Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say if
2: like the <laughs> most hardcore Persona fans we know are sort of like, "Huh," shruggy about this one. Yeah, um, I I don't know how this list came together. It's interesting. Like, I feel like if you had gotten like a focus group of like 500 hardcore PlayStation fans and you said, "Write down your f- top five, you know, favorite PlayStation One games," and then you sort of aggregated that list and you you put together this like Frankenstein version of like people's memories. Yeah. I think you probably would have come up with something better than this. There's yeah. there's just it's weird. In terms of your question for the for the second one, I mean, if they do a PlayStation two classic, obviously getting the controllers right right off the bat, I would say, um, I don't I don't think twenty games is enough. Um yeah. I believe there was Thirty on the NES Classic, but was there twenty on the? I think NES?
3: it was twenty-two. It was, yeah, it was. Like, yeah. it was Small, down to twenty smaller games. Yeah, smaller you know? games. Like they,
0: yeah, they weren't putting them on CDs. They were putting them on. You know, little
2: well, this carts. is a hundred
0: bucks though. You yeah, know, this is this is significantly more so money. Here's another thing: if this is effectively like a little Raspberry Pi slash Android device that you know, it's the, the guts of it are, are, it's advanced enough to to justify the price tag, but still like you know, there's there's room to grow there. Uh, Sony has an infrastructure that lets you download PlayStation One games. They have the PS1 Classics out there. We know that. They tried to sell that little Vita TV thing. People barely love the Vita. Vita TV was another thing entirely, or PS TV, whatever they They were it. ahead yeah. of their time. What if they were just like, hey, uh, here's the, the PS1 Classic 2, or whatever the hell they call it. It's got a wireless adapter, and you can go on the PSN store and download all your favorite stupid games that we figured out the rights to on there. Like, that would be
3: pretty cool. I'd yeah. rather just play it on my PS4 at this point, you know? Like, whatever, whatever PS1 classics or PS2 classics are available on the PSN, PS4, so I'd rather just play it there and not have to buy another little thing than... They'll probably force me to buy those games as well to download from PSN. Well, that's mm. the thing.
2: Like um, when the NES Classic came out, uh, the Wii U was a thing and it had a virtual console, and you had the option to buy those games there individually for five bucks a piece. Yeah. Nowadays on Switch, there's a Nintendo Online, it's got like 20 something NES games on there too. There's options there. This exists in lieu of that being a possibility on PS4. And we've said that before. Yeah. Um, I'm glad this thing's the, this thing's here. Me too. I'm glad people are talking about PS1 Classic games again. Put them on your new system. You know, put them on your PS4. I'm
1: very curious to see what they end up doing with PS now. Them changing the ability to download games and keep them offline for a certain amount of time with PS2 and PS4 games, I think is very telling of what they want to do with that. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to see, one, how the success or depending on how it sells failures of the PS Classic will inform that, or if they will really charge ahead and do what Xbox has done mm. uh, with Game Pass and backwards. Hey, and so quality.
0: here's the thing. I really want to play Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> <laughs> so I might buy this stupid little yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean,
1: I want to also because I've never played in full the original Metal Gear Solid. And since this is now an easy way to do very that. Exciting. Are you a fan
0: of Metal Gear Solid? I enjoy Metal Gear Solid. I didn't know that.
1: Speaking of Metal Gear Solid, it is one of the games, specifically Metal Gear Solid 5, one of the games on our best 25 PS4 games, Fall 2018 Update. Ooh. Uh, we update the top 25 games every six months or so, every spring and fall, uh, and our, we put out our revised list last week. Boy,
3: people are mad about it.
1: and They're always mad. Uh, Max, you were unfortunately out of the office. In your name, we made sure uh, Yakuza Kawami ended up on the list.
0: Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. It's people actually... are going to be mad that it wasn't Zero. <laughs> yeah. They, oh, yeah. They really they are. are. Yeah. Yep. But I, I knew think they're right. Honestly, Zero is a better game. Well, you guys, God. you guys screwed
3: up.
1: we were trying to be nice to you, Max. <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me? Oh, we, we all like, in the <laughs> room yeah, we were, were
3: like, we specifically said, like, is it Kiwami or Zero that we think and we God, thought it was. God, why don't we blown? ever listen to that guy? His shirts are so stupid, and he's God. just <laughs> his
1: hair. Anyway, yeah. um, so. <laughs>
2: We were like, Great. this is one of those things we were like, it was like being at a,
0: a loved one's grave and we're like, he, re- he re- really would have loved this. Yeah. I love that you guys pulled like a mom move and got the wrong game. Yeah. Like you were like, oh, he keeps talking about those games. I can't remember which is the one he wanted. Is it? Is it the new one? And it's just, well, a, a lot a of fucking people saw that list.
1: Good I news. I just want,
0: if you're mad about that. <laughs>
1: Jonathan, I like. <laughs> we're updating the list in the spring, so if you're mad about that, we'll, just, we'll update in the spring. The time is. I, I, I feel like that's okay, I want to say
2: aside from
3: this, um, all right, all right. I really like this list. I really do. Oh, okay.
2: You guys, like I do too. Well <laughs> no, I, you were in the
3: room. I was oh, in the room. I don't. Hate, I, funny. Well, I was just thinking of like people are probably mad that we put Fortnite at top ten and I think so we had it above something. Part, that part of that the, about.
1: The Last of Us specifically, part of the, the list's considerations are, one, the timeliness of the games, their cultural importance. And put
0: the Fortnite above The
1: Last of Us? Yeah. It's beca- not called The Fortnite. The Fortnite. <laughs> all right, Dad. Mom. Uh, we, d- we did it because it's Who okay. do you want to be for Halloween? Is it The Fortnite?
3: <laughs> the reasoning for that is because The Last of Us is essentially still a PS3 game, and even though this I is like i a- I don't care. <laughs> <think laughs> <part of it,
0: laughs> right. yeah. I get all right, to grandpa. Be with the- com- I wasn't in
3: the room. Hey, gamers, I have the real
0: PlayStation passion, and I don't agree with any of these guys. I think Yakuza 0 is the best one on the PS4, and I think The Last of Us is better than the Fortnite.
2: What's number
1: two? Bloodborne? Guess what? I get to publish the list, so when I publish it in the spring, Kingdom Hearts 3 is number one, you assholes. Perfect. Anyway, moving (laughs) on. What was was the top three? So the top three, I can do the top ten because there are additions in there, Uh, from ten to number one. Fortnite, Changing Places with The Last of Us Remastered. Uh, number nine, Grand Theft Auto 5. Eight, Uncharted 4, Thief's End. Seven, Marvel's Spider-Man. Six, Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain. Number five, Horizon Zero Dawn. Number four, Persona 5, Shouts to Andrew. Number three, The Witcher 3. Number two, Bloodborne. And number one, God of War. Boy. Uh, that's, I, a
0: rea- yeah. that's a good-ass I really like that.
1: Th- so, yeah, part of the intention of this list, regardless of the specific placement of games, is you just bought a PS4. What are the games you want to play or mm. you should play? Mm-hmm. And I think that top 10 overall, if you bought all 10 of those games, you would have a You're hell of a set. time. Yeah. yeah, in pretty good condition. We had... God of War at number two uh, when we published in the spring, and Bloodborne we're at number one. Well, it was literally the list, list I think, published a week or a couple weeks after God of War came out. Right. Cowards. It was a bit of recency bias. We wanted to make sure we were checking ourselves. Obviously, we put it at number two so we didn't hate the game in any way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we put it at number one. At least I personally wanted it to be at number one, especially because of the impact it has had on me and the way I have looked at every game since then it has always been a lot in terms of. How does that aspect of the game compare to what God of War did with that? Yes. How and especially not just that, but the imprint God of War has had on my mind in its story and its art, like artistic merits in its gameplay.
3: How the world connects to each other, the uh, like just be- how beautiful that game yeah,
1: is. Yeah, the beauty yeah. I, of yeah. that game is a holistic product. I think of my favorite pieces of art are the ones where every part of it is working in concert to make a greater whole and I think God of War exemplifies that better than almost any game.
2: It's a fantastic showcase for that platform to yes. like to be like this is Sony firing on all cylinders this is them this 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 uh, effectively like sort of encapsulates their mantra perfectly of like this is what the PlayStation is now mm-hmm. do you remember that thing you thought it was with kratos and everything like that he's back we're back here's the system here's everything it's better than it's ever been before and like honestly gun to head if you said what are the best two games on PlayStation 4? I'd be like God of War and Bloodborne. So I could not be happier with the top two. I also just,
1: for me personally, with the Switch, I would recommend God of War to people more than I would Bloodborne oh, because yeah. there is yeah. that. It's tough. Like you said before, very, Bloodborne does yeah. a really great job very of hard. weeding mm-hmm. out people who are not going to be able to stick with yep.
3: that game. I played the first 10 minutes and that's all I could do. What? I know I'm bad at games.
0: Cowards. You don't want to kill that guy with the pitchfork 18 times. So away! You can, away! You don't want to like do a speed rush to the boss and then die so you can actually play the game. There's this guy in the top of the stairs at the beginning of the game. He's got this frizzy
2: Muppet hair and he hits you with a shield and yeah. tries to kill you with a cleaver.
3: Yeah, I really hate it. There's a
2: horse skeleton.
0: God, that game's great. I got to like the third boss of that game and I'm stuck. I love that game. It's So good. <laughs> I really can, love that game. I haven't seen most of it. You can pull I'm a big it,
3: fan. You can but pull I think a gem great. out of a pig's ass.
0: <laughs> really? You can do that in Assassin's Creed yeah. as well.
2: In a pig's anyway, ass,
0: you can.
1: Uh, so yeah, our new best twenty-five games for PS4 are up now. We'll put Yakuza 0 on in we, the spring. Yes. We,
2: we should say real quick that we very strategically uh, sort of revamped all of these lists right before Red Dead came out. Yes. Because um, yeah. like you said, the sort of recency bias is one thing, but you'll see the impact that, that game had in spring when we absolutely release yeah. the list. Because I think there'd be a lot of like, it's here, number one game of all time. And it's like, it's been an hour. Give yeah. it some time. To it, and
1: especially with the recency of God of War, we, did, we were able to have enough people play it who were impacting that list and play it through to completion, whereas now, even and like you, you're, you've played thirty-five hours, but you still haven't finished that. Yeah, game uh, I so think so yeah, like it,
3: God, they. Uh, I'm like thirty-two hours in, and I'm still like only fifty percent of the way through the story. So yeah, I'm tired.
1: So anyway, we'll be updating that list again in the spring, and you can yell at us all again. Yeah. <laughs> also, we
3: Fortnite at number five.
0: If, if you're hearing this and you no. don't have a PS4 yet, and you get a PS4 for Christmas. Who boy, are you in for a treat. Yeah, you
1: have a lot to play and a lot of great stuff. Uh, moving on, speaking of other things you could be playing, The Drop, just wanted to mention very quickly, we won't be able to talk about it. The day this sh- uh, show is publishing is Halloween Halloween. That Ooh. is the day the Medieval trailer is coming out, the first like, actual trailer and not just a logo reveal. Uh, Sean Layden on the PlayStation Blogcast recently talked about how that is a remake and not a remaster. There was some debate about what that were, those I'm words glad, actually I, meant. I'm
3: glad he clarified uh, clarified that because there's been a lot of confusion in the last couple of years of what makes it a remake and what makes it a remaster. Well, and Also,
1: it just seems like such an odd thing for them to really be... Holding this thing up and for it to just be like a cleaned up remaster. Yeah, right. And yeah, I think of it more as probably what Shadow of the Colossus was to an extent for this game. So I hope it's as beautiful, Shadow of the. Colossus. I hope so too. Uh, and then also the te- Tetris effect, which will be available for PS4 and PSVR so enabled. Weird. Sorry, why'd you say just, that like you're trying
3: to have sex with Shadow of the Colossus? <laughs> so weird.
1: Do You know, what no, because I up just think
3: it'd be funny if they put that level of detail in a game like Medieval. You look it's, it's like you were
2: trying to romance someone at a rent
3: <laughs> fair. <laughs> Barrett, it's a podcast on a candlelit dinner. <laughs> hey. I hope Medieval is uh, very beautiful. Happy Halloween.
1: Oh, boy. Anyway. But uh none
2: as attractive as you, (laughs) (laughs) madame. For you, the horsey game with the robot men for to climbing is none like the love I believe. BC, Barrett Courtney.
1: Uh, this is like the, the comment section of our best 25 <laughs> games. Uh, also, a Tetris Effect limited time demo is coming out between November 1st and November 5th. Uh, we won't be able to talk about that while it's going on. So just so you know, that's happening. We'll talk about it after. Uh, Ryan McCaffrey is very excited for that game. I am too, because Tetris is great.
2: I hope it's as beautiful
0: as Shadow of the Colossus.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think mm-hmm. Tetris has had its effect
1: on me. None <laughs> are as sensual as the square block. Oh, oh <laughs> the square. your so my love. <laughs> You're the light of my life.
2: O.L. Block. For the nights I long of thee. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, before we get to a little bit of, uh, Max, I want to hear about your Japan trip. But first, speaking of Japan, Kingdom Hearts 3. I'll put one January minute 20.
0: on the clock real quick.
2: Actually, go
1: ahead. What in the hell go is ahead. that? You go Hold ahead. On.
2: Jonathan, we never talked about those screenshots with those goth boys looking <laughs> all sad at that weird phone. Yeah, that's all what right. this
1: minute is going to be about. Okay. But also, Are you ready? Uh, yes. All right. right, three, two. Go. So I have with me a apparently life-size accurate uh, Keyblade. It's not real. Uh, this is wonderfully foam, so you won't get hurt too bad. You'll probably still get hurt. Uh, I carry this thing around with me like a giddy little school child. It is wonderful. I love having it so much. Anyway, Brian Altano came over to my desk like a week or so ago, week and a half, and asked me, who are these children? They were uh, Roxas's friends in Twilight Town. Having to describe to... Altano, in the middle of the bullpen, I didn't want to do this, but essentially that Roxas is Sora's nobody, which when Sora died, he was turned into a heartless a heartless and a nobody. His nobody, Roxas, was living in somewhat of like a fictionalized version of the real town, Twilight Town, because they were trying to uh, deal with his essence. There's a lot to deal with that.
3: I hate that Uh, I actually know this.
1: Yeah. Anyway, uh, trying to explain to him that they were friends to this character who is part of Sora, but is also not Sora and his own being. Didn't feel like it was worth getting into at like 4.30pm on a day so I stopped there nonetheless boy we saw a lot more of Kingdom Hearts 3 we have some now uh, Olympus Coliseum screenshots times just Olympus itself god, god damn it you
0: upset Max so much that you, you gave him a Charlie you horse you in the you bored me so much I almost fell out of my chair and then I got a Charlie horse in my leg and it still really hurts
1: Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out January 29th on a- Xbox One and PS4 you can fight Charlie horse in play. the lamb chop land <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's the toy story character they don't want you to know about the great anyway. thing about
2: this game is that I can ask you a question about it, and you can explain it to me, and I'll know less about <laughs> it than when you I did. started.
1: Yep, yeah. Uh, <sighs> anyway, moving on to something, I you may want to actually talk about. You were in Japan. Yeah, I was in, J-
0: I was in Japan for two weeks. How was it? Uh, it was awesome. It was a grand old time. I mean, people were like, how was it? It's it's a, two weeks in Japan. Yeah. It's just a sort of shotgun blast of culture shock. Yeah. Uh, Everyone should go to Japan if you grew up with video games and nerd stuff. Like, if you're listening to a PlayStation podcast, you should try to go to Japan. Um, this was my honeymoon, and luckily, uh, my wife is uh, a huge dork just like me, so she was very cool to my wife. My, I think, literally, my waifu while we were there. You know, that was you can, you can say that oh, there, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and we just, I don't know, we just bummed around and checked out a bunch of, like, weird, you know, nerdy stores and saw the sites and did a lot of stuff. Uh, the first place I stayed was, uh, was in Shinjuku, right by um, Kabukicho, which is effectively the setting of Yakuza. <laughs> uh, like, we stayed, like, our hotel overlooked the batting cages, which is, like, a place you regularly have to go to beat the crap out of guys with park benches. Uh, I found, like, an iconic parking lot from these video games. And it was in, it was, like, I've... You know, like I played, I played, you know, like GTA five and gone to LA and been like, this is odd. I think I've been here before. Uh, I've never done the thing where I've played a video g- or numerous video games in one setting and then gone to some place and had that constant sense of deja vu, which was incredibly strange. Uh, and then we got to go down to go to Osaka and there's an area there called um, called Dotenbori in real life. I keep mixing up the video game version and the, the fake one. Uh, and it's it's one of the settings of, of uh, Yakuza Kiwami and Zero. And so I got to poke around there, and it was like, I know exactly where I am because of a fake video game. That's weird. Did you punch anybody? I didn't punch anybody. I didn't do that. I didn't. Did you hit um,
1: anyone with like a, a, a cone that you just found on the street? <laughs> no, but it's weird because they have like they have different cones,
0: and they have these little like all of the stuff in Yakuza is like is so incredibly like detailed and accurate. And like, okay, one thing I learned: uh, nobody locks up their bicycles. So in those games, when people pick up a bicycle and use it as a weapon, uh, I was always like, oh, that's weird. In real life, those would be chained up. So, And then I went there. And I was like, oh, this is like a, such a crime-free society, aside mm-hmm. from the bicycle fights, that that actually makes sense. Also, uh, you regularly have to go in elevators that take forever because they're PlayStation 3 load screens or whatever. <laughs> the elevators are actually that slow. Yeah. So I learned a valuable lesson about <clears throat> video games in real life. Um, but yeah, I got to, uh, I don't know, I bought a Solid Snake action figure and- uh, you watched, bought a lot. Didn't I bought you? a lot of yeah. stupid things, a lot of a lot of dumb toys and weird stuff. I went to uh, two different Super Potatoes, looked at all the video games. Um, Did you buy any old games? Uh, no, I didn't. You know, like it's just kind of. It's always. It's always nice to do that. I feel bad. I feel like I'm poaching mm. because, like, that's exactly what it is. Actually, that's one of the reasons a lot of those shops are pick clean is because their culture for
2: so long was buy retro games, play them, and bring them back and trade them back in. And then us and the other plundering white men <laughs> from the world would show up to places like that buy retro games which i'm very guilty of and then just hoard them and put them on our desks at work or keep them at home in the packaging and so there's a finite amount of those things obviously because they're not printing new versions of mm-hmm. the original metal gear yeah and so yeah they got kind of picked clean
0: no like part of me was like i should find like the msx2 cartridge for like metal gear metal gear 2 solid snake and, and i was like no i shouldn't because i don't have an msx and i don't even know if that was a cartridge or a cd or what it was like i don't and i don't you know like why why bother like why should i do that so I bought a Solid Snake action figure instead, and, you know.
3: And if there's 20 specific uh, classic games that you want to play, it's coming out uh, this uh, holiday season. I'll hold you on. Guys, uh, uh, <laughs> the MSX2 classic. And they're all classics, but none
2: quite as beautiful as you, Shadow of the Colossus.
1: Uh <laughs> oh, the Tetris Square. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, Max, this I'm glad really you had good a good time,
2: and I'm glad you're back.
1: Thanks. Let yeah, I'd it's good back. to be back. So yeah. when
2: you're in Japan, check out the bicycles, elevators, and cones by
1: Mas. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, check Best out, cones in check the out world. everything. Like people kept asking me, like, what did you like? What did you do? And like, hands down, the coolest thing was the Studio Ghibli Museum, which is a huge pain in the ass to get tickets for. I think specifically because Hayao Miyazaki doesn't want uh, foreigners going to learn about the history <laughs> of Totoro. Mm-hmm. But um, we got we got some anyway. Um, it's just every moment there is is just kind of incredible. Uh, Anybody who's played Persona 5, uh, like uh, Shibuya Station... Is exactly that confusing yep. in real life? <laughs> uh, it's actually more so confusing right now because everything's getting renovated for the Olympics in 2020. Because mm.
3: uh, Neo Tokyo is about to explode. So that fake yeah. uh, fake, toy to- uh, fake toy gun shop is not going to be there, I assume. They do have those, and it's really it's really kind of uh, like
0: bizarrely frightening. Like I was in because they're uh, super
3: realistic over there. Right? I was
0: in a, a Don Quixote, which is sort of like a if you took a if you took like a Walmart and like stacked it into like a six story building, and then had all the signs be hand painted and incredibly claustrophobic. And also sold lots of dildos. And the mascot was a penguin wearing a Santa Claus hat. It, it keeps getting weirder. Uh, I was just walking around in there and I walked around a corner and there's just this giant rack of like hyper realistic airsoft guns that I don't even think had like the orange tips on them that you have here oh, wow. because mm. they don't really have a problem with like cop shooting kids there. Mm-hmm. So it's just sort of like, oh, well, there's that Persona 5 gun shop. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, cool. yeah. yeah. Also, um, I don't know. It was odd. I felt like there were Red Dead ads everywhere. Uh, a lot of Dragon Quest stuff, obviously. As far as like what was sort of like popular and and trendy, I felt like it. I almost felt like there, like there wasn't. I didn't really see any Metal Gear merch anywhere. Hmm. Like there wasn't as much of a like a footprint of that as I was anticipating. And then uh, you didn't go into the pachinko parlors then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I did go into one, and and Jen was like, "Oh, this is like hell," and I'm like, yeah. "Yes, it is like hell." I just, oh, no, I, I, I went into one with Mitch
2: Dyer in 2014, and we both immediately got sick like we both we walked out and had colds because it's basically this three story screaming loud building where it just sounds like like metal balls are getting shot with rifles and everyone is chain smoking so you just walk in it's like you're like i can't breathe yeah. <laughs> and then you you open the door and you're back outside in japan and it's just like quiet and people are like
0: hello what's
2: up? it's just like
0: very chirpy and quiet yeah uh no it's it's Incredible. So yeah. you know, had a good time. And uh, yeah. go 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 there and explore. Yeah. That's that's really it. Just
1: yeah, it seems one. like the best way to experience it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you had a great time. And I've had a great time on this show. If I, I could-
3: hate that you've been holding this Keyblade for the last, like, ten minutes.
1: If if I could say anything as parting words, remember... Oh, know,
3: no, you're not
0: stepping down as host of Podcast Beyond, are you?
1: <laughs> Already? I, I must I, be, be I really must fun. go. The kingdoms need me. Shut uh, up. If I could leave you with any parting words, your friends are your power. And if you don't have friends, be sure to go to facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond to find a whole group of friends you can talk about PlayStation with.
3: That's that nice. whole transition upset me.
1: <laughs> this has been Beyond Episode 565. Barrett, where can people find you on Twitter?
0: At uh, SadboyBarrett. Max? Uh, Max Scoville. And seriously, I wasn't overreacting. I was a really bad Charlie horse. (laughs) Usually I get those late in the night.
1: And Brian, where can people find you?
0: At Agent Bizzle.
1: And I am at J.M. Dornbush. Again, thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of Beyond. And as always, Beyond.
0: Beyond. You truly belong with us here in the clouds, you shadow of the Colossus. None quite as beautiful as you. Oh, boy.